Father, thank you. Thank you that you are here with us. And you've called us into your kingdom. And as Jill spoke in the time of reflection before communion, in Revelation we see what is happening in the heavenly realms. And we want to see that glory and that worship that happens there happening here on earth. And we thank you that this morning we have just a glimpse of it, a taste of it, as we gather to worship you. And you're the one, Jesus, who is worthy to open the scroll and to declare the things on our Father's heart to us. So this morning we just ask, Holy Spirit, you would open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, our hearts to receive, as we come to your word now. Let us not take it lightly, but let it be you speaking to us, and let me be that instrument in your hand right now. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Um, last week, I began a series on the gifts of the Spirit. It's a, it's a mini-series. It's not going to go on for a long time. Um, and I spoke briefly about the three categories of gifts, and then focused on who are they for, who gives them, and why are they given? Um, I said that today we'd begin to look at each of the gifts, but before we do, do that, I just want to remind us of the three categories of gifts and who gives them. So let's look once again at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verses 4 to 6. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. We see three categories of gifts, each from a different person of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Gifts from the Spirit are the manifestation gifts in verse 4. We begin, we're going to begin looking at those today. The second one is service from the Lord. These are the gifts of office that I mentioned last week in verse 5. And then in verse 6 it says the workings from God, the motivation gifts, these are from, from, the, um, from Jesus, the motivation gifts. Oh, sorry, Jesus gives the office and God the Father gives the motivation gifts. Those are things that are within us whether we know God or not. Um, it's the things that we do naturally, those gifts that every person seems to have. And you know people, as I said last week, that have these amazing gifts, and yet they are not believers. But they are God-given gifts because we are created in God's image and likeness. So today we're looking at these gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a gift to us. And He brings gifts to build the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12, moving on from verse 7 to 11. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all of these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. 
The gifts of the Holy Spirit, as I said last week, can be divided up into three groups. There's revelation gifts, which is a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. There's the inspirational vocal gifts, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. And then thirdly, the power gifts, faith, gifts of healings, and working of miracles. Today I want us to look at the first of these three groups. We'll look at the second group next week and the third group the week thereafter. And the week after that, we'll look at the motivation gifts. Um, So, revelation gifts. There are three revelation gifts. It's word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Now, the word of wisdom, again, 1 Corinthians is full of stuff um, about the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. God has given us wisdom. It's godly wisdom that we want. And it's a word of wisdom or a message of wisdom. In the Greek, it comes from the word logos sophias, or two words, logos sophias. Many of you would be familiar with the word logos. Logos is the word of. That's what it means, the word of, or the expression, thoughts, ideas, concepts of. Logos. Um, The Bible is the logos word. It's the word of God. Jesus is the expression of the thoughts, ideas, and concepts of God who became flesh. In John 1, 14, we read, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. So that's Greek, logos. Jesus is is logos, the Word. And then Sophias is the ability to understand and perceive the things that make people and circumstances. The ability to understand and perceive the things that make people and circumstances. So wisdom is having insight into the true nature of things. Seeing hidden things that make up the visible things. There's things that are visible, but behind that there are things that are invisible to many people. But God gives us insight into that with words of wisdom. So a word of wisdom is having God's word that gives insight into the true nature of things. Having God's wisdom to have the insight um, into the true nature of things. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and verses 9 and 16. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. That is what God gives to us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives insight in the present moment into the plans and purposes of God. So through the Holy Spirit, we get to understand the plans and purposes of God. Also, the plans and purposes of the devil. God gives us insight into that. And he gives us insight into the plans and purposes of man. Because God knows the heart of man. This means he'll also reveal circumstances and situations in the world. And if you study church history, you'll see many times people have been given a word of wisdom and they've spoken it out into a situation that 
They don't know what it's all about, but it's effect, had an effect somewhere, anywhere around the world, not necessarily just where they are. It can have impact on other parts of the world. So what's the purpose of this gift? Why are we given this word of wisdom? It makes up for man's limitations when we see things from God's perspective. We get insight to see things from God, God's perspective, not just our own. There are weapons of warfare as it reveals the enemy's plan and equips us for preparedness and alertness. God will reveal things to us. Psalm 91 verse 3 says, Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. It gives us insight into things that the enemy is doing. You can read in, in the Old Testament, it's full of when the prophets spoke and they spoke of what the enemy was coming to do, especially when, when Israel was in rebellion. And, and the prophets were speaking into that situation, so we need to get back to God. And the enemy was coming. God used the enemy to bring persecution against the Israelites. And the prophets would speak about it. And there were times when enemies came, and they said they were coming to destroy Jerusalem, and God gave the prophets insight and said, no, you're not. No, you're not. And they spoke the word of God. So it brings victory as we plug into the supernatural power of God spoken through a word of wisdom. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 10 to 16. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in wor words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them, because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to man's judgment. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So God gives us these words of wisdom so we can speak into situations with understanding that we don't have in the natural. It is from God. It's supernatural. Second thing is word of knowledge. The word of knowledge. 1 Corinthians 14, 24 to 25. But if an unbeliever or someone who does not understand comes in while everybody is prophesying, He'll be convinced, yeah, convinced by, all that, by all that he is a sinner and will be judged by all. And the secrets of his heart will be laid bare. So he'll fall down and worship God, exclaiming, God is really among you. God is really among you. When you speak something into somebody's life that they know you know nothing about, you can never know that, that word of knowledge, and you speak into their life, that's when you have opportunity to share things. So it comes from the Greek logos, gnosis. Logos, again, the word, the word of, the expression, thoughts, ideas, concept, concepts of. And then gnosis, discovering facts that you were unaware of before, becoming aware or conscious of particular facts that were previously hidden, knowing things that we didn't know, revelation giving, given to us through God, through the Holy Spirit. And the purpose of this gift is to reveal the secrets of the heart. And we sang a bit about it now in that last song, Come to the Well and Drink.
drink of the water. When John 4, 4, 17 to 19, the woman at the well, the one who had had five husbands, and Jesus asked her for a drink, and then says to her, well, if you knew who, who I am, you would be asking me for a drink. The, it reveals the secrets of the heart. Jesus saw into her heart, and he saw that she had been divorced five times, and he knew all about her, as that was revealed to him. Um, so that he could speak to her and show her the power of God and the love of God. It reveals hidden secrets for our good and for God's glory. It's always for our good and for God's glory. They go hand in hand. He doesn't speak things into our lives to break us down, but to build us up, to refresh us, to strengthen us. The Holy Spirit does not scandal. He reveals things to get our attention. To get our attention. When a word is given, it gets your attention. You might not understand it, but it certainly gets your attention. The, word, the Holy Spirit reveals things to us to bring revelation, to show us the things of God, to bring healing where, there, where there's sickness, disease, might be mental health issues, brings healing. And to break the power of secrecy, it reveals things and breaks that power of secrecy. The things that people think they've done in secret that nobody knows about, but God knows about it, because he sees all things. The power of sin is often in secrecy. What is done in the darkness will be exposed and revealed in the light. Now, the basic differences between gift of prophecy, which we'll look at next week, a word of wisdom, and a word of knowledge, is that they are words in part, they are words in part and are conditional to our obedience. 1 Corinthians 13, 9 says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. The gift of prophecy tells of things to come. It's a thing of the future. A word of wisdom is a word for the present, what we do right now. It's for now. And a word of, word of knowledge reveals what has already happened in the past. There's a word of knowledge. Now, you might have had a trauma as a child and you've suppressed that. And a word of knowledge comes to someone and they'll say something and suddenly, oh yes, there'll be a revelation of that. Um, what happened in the past, which you've suppressed, God will, God will reveal it. So that it can bring healing and honor to God. Healing to you, honor to God. Now how do we receive these words? How do we receive any of these? We ask the Holy Spirit for them. We pray for a person. When we're praying, we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit as we're praying. Before we pray, we ask, Holy Spirit, give me a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or a prophetic word, whatever it is that you want to show me about this person. Pray for them. And then speak the thought that crosses over your thoughts for that person. You'll be praying for them. You'll have things going on in your head and something will come across. It'll be like a flash or a sudden thing that'll come across. It might be a word, one word. It might just be one word. It could be a picture or a vision. It might be a scripture. It could even be a sensation or a feeling in your body. Any of those things. And you just speak those out. Say, I'm sensing this, I'm feeling this, I'm hearing this. I mean, Jill's told the story many times before, and I'll share it again. A friend of ours was over from South Africa in the UK preaching. There were two, two, two pastors that were traveling preaching. They took alternate turns to preach or to do ministry time. And um, he was, at the beginning of the meeting, um, he was sitting down, they were sort of up on stage, and uh, 
he had a word. He just had a word. He had a name that came to him. And um, so he went up to the mic and he said, is there a Margaret here? Is there a Margaret? And right at the back of the hall, this lady stood up and he said, come. Come here. God's got something for you. I don't know what it is yet, but he'll reveal it to you. Reveal it to me as you come up. And um, Rob, Rob worked in the Spirit. He moved in the Spirit all the time. And um, he was well aware that oftentimes you'll just get a word and then when the person came, as he started speaking, God would reveal things. So he wasn't phased that he didn't have anything more than Margaret. And Margaret wound her way up to the front and like nothing. There was nothing, nothing coming, nothing coming. And then as she got to, to the stage, he just felt, say like, just tell Margaret that I'm saying hello to her. Yeah, and it was, Margaret, God says hello. And she just broke down. She collapsed, broke down in tears. The pastor's wife, the leader of the church, came and took her, went off and took her into a side room. And um, at, at the end of the meeting, she came rushing over to Rob and said, this is a, and he thought he was going to be berated about something. And he said, she said to him, you just don't know what that word meant to Margaret. Margaret was on her way to commit suicide, and she drove past the church and said, I'm going in one last time, and God, if you don't speak to me today, I'm off to kill myself, because you don't even know that I exist. Margaret, God says hello. That's a word that changes things. Rob knew nothing of her circumstance. That's how he got it, just listening to him. So let us not just be hearing, but let us also be doing. And the Hebrew model, the biblical model of learning to do these things, and we have had training here before for those that were on Team Jackie, but the, the Hebrew model, the biblical model of learning is to watch somebody doing it, doing something. If you want to learn, watch them do it. It's an apprenticeship model. Then you do it with them. So you observe, then you do it with them, you cooperate with them. Then you do it on your own while they are watching. So you operate it and they oversee. And then when you are feeling that you are able to do this, then you find someone else who's wanting to learn and you teach them, you train them. The best way to learn to do something is to teach someone else about it. Get to know what to do and then do it. And that's the 2 Timothy 2.2 principle. You can read that on your own and find out what 2 Timothy 2.2 is all about. Always be part of a team as well. Don't do it on your own. You never operate on your own. You're part of a team. Okay? On Sundays, you're part of a team here, the team of Grace Vineyard family, when we have our, our time of um, ministry at the end. When God gives you a word, it will be weighed up by those who are present. So those who come up and speak at, in our ministry time, when they're summing, there are people here that are listening, hearing, yeah, that ties in with God's word, they weigh it up. And when you, but when you go to pray for a person, if somebody responds to your word and say, yeah, they need prayer, make sure you are not alone. Okay? Always have one or more, more people with you. So one other person, or more than that, if there are people available. And this is discipleship. Being discipled and then discipling others. And the last gift today I want to look at is discerning of spirits. Now, discerning of spirits deals with the unseen spiritual world where God and his angels and Satan and his demons live. 
we very seldom see the spirits or see in the spirit realm. There's very few people that see into the spirit realm. And the Greek for this is diakrisis pneuma. Okay, diakrisis pneuma. Diakrisis is separating one thing from another. Distinguishing, estimate, or evaluate the difference between two or more things. So there's a separating understanding of it. And pneuma, you might be familiar with that word. You get pneumatic tires, tires that are filled with air. Pneuma is breath or wind or air in motion. In the Bible, it refers to any spirit, both good and bad. It's not just the Holy Spirit. It's, it's all spirits, or pneuma, because they move around and are able to move around like wind blowing, air moving. It is therefore the ability to separate and dis distinguish the difference between good and evil spirits. That's the discerning of spirits, between good and evil spirits. They've both them out, and as I said last week, we've got to remember that only a third of the angels were cast out of heaven. So there's twice as many angels that are on our side as there are demonic angels roaming around the world. So we have a much stronger army a much bigger army, a greater army. We have God on our side as well who is infinitely greater than any created demon or angel, fallen angel or Satan. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 14 and 15. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. The devil masquerades as an angel of light. He try and tries to deceive us. He can only deceive. He cannot create. He's a created being, but he cannot create things. He only replicates and does things that he sees happening. And so he will come and try and come like an angel of light. So we've got to be aware. We need discerning of spirits. Satan and his demons, they try to deceive us in that way. He is a counterfeit of the truth and traps people into his plans. And the purpose of this gift is to destroy the works of the evil one. To remove the elements of confusion. To expose the counterfeit. And to bring deliverance. In Mark chapter 9, 20 to 29, Jesus heals the boy with the evil spirit who's mute and he convulses. He comes down from the mountain. This, this child that, that the father comes to him and says, please heal him. He's mute and... Uh, has convulsions, and Jesus brings deliverance. That's it. He understands what spirit is in that child. These manifestation gifts are given to us as and when we need them. We need to be attentive to God and the Spirit to hear from Him when we are in situations where we need these gifts to be operational in our lives. They are gifts that are given to us to give away. That we don't keep them we give them away. He uses us as a vessel to bring about these gifts. They are ours for as long as we need them. And once we have used the gift, it's no longer ours, but it's the person who's received it. We receive a gift from God. This is a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, or a prophecy, or um, a discerning of spirits. God gives it to us. We give it to the person. They choose to, how they deal with it as well. We need to give it to them receive it. They decide what they do with it. It's given to us to be given away. Okay. I hope that's clear and hasn't brought any confusion. We will have time for discussion now. And uh, 
The discussion questions is, as always, what stood out for you at this time? And secondly, which of these gifts has the Holy Spirit released through you to give to other people? Share. Just what experience have you had of where you know the Holy Spirit has used you? You are not a person with these gifts. There are gifts given to you, but God has used you in that way. And sometimes, some people tend to move in the same gifts fairly regularly. They're not given that gift, but they, do, they are used often like that. But sometimes, because they don't want to try any of the others. They, I've got these, and these are my gifts. No, they're not. They're, none of them are your gifts. They are gifts from God that He uses you. So, Ask him to show you other things as well, if you haven't moved it. Then how certain were you that it was from the Holy Spirit when he gives you a gift or a, a word and whatever it might be? And then pray for one another and ask the Holy Spirit to use you today in the ministry time. Okay, let's do some practical time, thing in the ministry time. Pray for one another and ask. And if you've never um, been used by God moving in, in the gift then ask him today. Get people to pray for you at your table. And now don't just stay at your tables and let's mix that up again. Okay. For those who are online, thank you for being with us. I trust that uh, you will have time to think over these things and can get to meet with someone and discuss them. Those in the hall, let's get discussing. Thank you.